You're listening to Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast, dedicated to exploring the full potential of human physiology and mind with focus on ancient and modern techniques of self-development. Spend some time with Dr. Nader, who is leading the way in the science of consciousness, and begin your journey to better understanding the relationship of mind and body, consciousness, and physiology right now. In this episode, Dr. Nader answers questions from students at the Loyola University Chicago Stritch School of Medicine on the physician wellness and the role of meditation in caring for the healthcare provider. The second question is coming from a psychiatrist at a VA hospital, and the physician is asking, I've had very good results personally with TM, given substantial research showing significant relief from PTSD, anxiety, and help in preventing and treating hypertension in adolescents and adults. We have been very interested in adopting the TM technique for our staff and patients. However, some of our staff are concerned that this is a religion. Could you please address this? Thank you. So the simple answer is it's not a religion. <laughs> it is not based on belief. It is not based on laws. It's not based on morality. It's not based on how you live your life and the do's and don'ts of life. And it's not based on, uh, you know, prayer uh, to a higher being. Um, and not to diminish any of these values, because uh, if you remember when I presented my talk, you know, uh, belief is part of the healing process, prayer and connection, whatever it is, rituals that we do, they are important, you know, to greet others in a proper way, to to do things. These are like small rituals. They are not religion, even though they are rituals. You know, we dress in a certain way. You go to the courthouse, then the, you know, the judges come in a certain uh, looks and they stand and they sit high there and you have to respect and they, they hit their thing on the, <laughs> on the table and you have to shut down. And so these are all rituals, but they are important for different values to understand the context in which one is. Now, if these things help, it's fabulous, you know, then it doesn't matter. So if somebody insists that TM is a religion, well, it's up to you. We say not saying it's a religion at all. We are not believing in anything special. We're not giving you a way of life even. We're not talking morality. We're not talking about the divine. We're not... but. We do talk about the self and the mental potential and the nervous system and all of that. And it gives the results. So since it gives the results, it is something good. So whatever gives good must be good, no matter how you look at it. And this is between parentheses. Now, to be, to be fair to those who are asking the questions and for you all to know, there is uh, aspects in the transcendental meditation that might look like as if they are religious. For example, you have been through all through a procedure of a little ceremony that is done. And so one feels this is a little bit different. It's not like, you know, you put uh, electrodes on the brain and you sit and on the chair and you do nothing. But there is a kind of a ceremony. And that is what usually people think, what is the ceremony about? Well, this ceremony is part of 
in a way the primer, the priming procedure. When you come to do something, you know, you, you get introduced to it. Uh, you are being told what you're going to learn. If it's a, you know, music, they tell you this is how you hold the thing. This is what you do. This is your professor of music. This is how you play. You know, there is a relationship. You come to the classroom and the school, you have to sit in a certain way. You have not to sleep, not to put your feet on the table, you know, not to eat or something like that. So there is a preparation of the mind in order to take the knowledge. And traditionally, there has been this preparation of the teacher and also respect for the student. So the student knows they're learning something that has a value, not religious, but lead, dealing with mind, with consciousness. So in a sense, it has a component which is not physical and material. It has something more on the feeling level, on the mental level. So there is that preparation that takes place and nobody should worry about it. It's a way of connecting the teacher with himself and with the beautiful occasion of giving a technique of enlightenment, a technique of development of consciousness, a technique of improving the self. And to take it on that level is really very important. And that has been the tradition for thousands of years. And we know, we feel that, you know, if we exclude these values, then we are not giving you the best opportunity. But all those who have learned and all those who have tried it, they know there is nothing of a religious belief nature. And we have rabbis, we have priests, we have sheikhs, we have you know, leaders in Buddhism, leaders in Hinduism of different religions that practice TM and use it for their own people and their own benefits uh, in a very big way. And therefore, it becomes a question of really interpretation of these simple things that, that we do. The main thing is the effects are there. It is scientific because it is systematic, which means it's a technique that has a system. It is reliable when you use the system properly, you get the result that is expected, and it is repeatable. So you can repeat it in, a, in the same way and get the results. There have been people who have tried to simplify and change, you know, like the mantra or the sound and do without this and that. And it, it, of course, anything that can you do that is new creates some help. It's like, you know, you be more mindful of something or the other, but none has the results and the long-term effects on all these dimensions of life that we have, mind, body, and environment, as the proper practice of transcendental meditation. So that's why we hold on to what we call the purity of the teaching and reassure uh, the, the psychiatrists that it's absolutely not a religion is just a holistic value. And science one day will discover the value of these little ceremonies and the importance of bringing in the student in the proper way and the, the proper uh, circumstances. So when they take the knowledge, they take it with such a mind, with such an attitude, and then they practice it mechanically. It's a mechanical thing. It's not the belief-based. So 
And science will discover the value of all these things. Uh, but for now, we're not going to take a chance. We're going to give you the whole thing in its perfection and in its purity. It doesn't matter uh, that some people might interpret it one way or the other. Thank you, Dr. Nader. Melissa D'Andrea. Hi, Dr. Nader. Thank you for speaking with us all today. My name is Melissa D'Andrea. I'm a fourth year medical student at Loyola Strip School of Medicine and have been practicing PM for four years now. While interviewing for residency, I have found more and more programs recognize TM as a valuable asset for trainees and physicians. Many residency program directors realize this and have already developed wellness committees that utilize techniques such as mindfulness and TM. One interviewer even asked me, what are the cardiovascular benefits of transcendental meditation? So my question for you, Dr. Nader, is do you see a benefit in implementing transcendental meditation with residents and attendings? Thanks. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the answer to this question really should be evidence-based, and that's why we are doing research on it and to show that actually it is so effective. Uh, the, the healers of today, the doctors, the nurses, all those who are in the health profession are really the great heroes of today. And, and we have to make sure they don't burn out because um, they're offering society something extremely precious. And it's my joy to be connected to all of you in the medical profession and the health profession, nursing pharmacy and all the associated functions in a hospital, which are not only the doctors, but even the janitors, the, the people who work there. It's a fabulous, fabulous thing. And uh, it's, a, it's a chance to tell you all how much the world is grateful for what you are doing. Now, we know that this leads to burnout, though. And therefore, we ask the question, how much can we give that protects us also and that allows us to give more? So it's very important to start with this axiom, with this uh, theorem, if you like. We can only give what we have. If you have knowledge, you can give knowledge. If you have happiness, you can give happiness. If you are burned out, you're going to give some of your burnout. If you are tired and stressed and strained, you're going to show and give a part of your stress and strain. So there is a primary responsibility for you to be healthy to be happy, to be strong, and to take the time to do it. So it's not running away from your duty. It is actually your primary duty because that is what you will be able to give. That is how you will do your surgery without mistake. That is how you will be alert on the small things. That's how you will help to uplift those who have loss, those who have pain, those who have suffering, because you are strong inside. And so for the altruism and the help of the others, let us start ourselves by being that. And therefore, you have a responsibility towards yourself. And that is very important. There is this program that has been launched by the David Lynch Foundation, Heal the Healers, which is one of our organizations in the world, and we congratulate them and with great doctors being involved and scientists in different, different places that show improvements very significant in insomnia and emotional exhaustion, 
and a reduction in problems of personality and different aspects of the reality. And we see this uh, happening in a very serious way. We can see it within two weeks, there is already a decrease which is significant and that is maintained over time. So we have very, very strong data and analysis on these values and many other aspects that are very significant and very important in, in the health and life of our dear doctors and health professionals. It's just a simple answer. The answer is in the data, is in the science. There is a theoretical understanding, and we have talked about some of these aspects already, but even the data shows that whatever we all benefit from, uh, everyone benefits from, because it's universal, it's simple, it deals with the mind. We have minds, we have bodies, we have stress, and there is a technique for that. The doctors, the nurses, all those who are in the health profession and its supporting system can also benefit from that in a very profound way. Thank you, Dr. Nader. Uh, Sebastian Collage. Um, hi, Dr. Nader. Um, thank hi. you. Hi. Uh, thank you so much for coming here. And Thank you to everyone for like joining us. Um, I started the TM technique with my wife and classmates five months ago. Very glad to have started TM while a student. You are in a great school, wonderful. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> I really feel that way. I really feel that way. Thank you for saying that. Um, my question for you, Dr. Mater, in my TM practice, I feel more firmly rooted in myself and yet also beyond myself. So. What happens to the self during meditation? Is that really me? Um, and what changes to our self can we expect as we continue our practice of TM? Beautiful. This is going profoundly in the sense of self, you know. And when you say myself and beyond myself, is just uh, the beyond yourself is yourself. <laughs> we identify ourselves with, you know, nationality, with looks, with a name, with a profession, with a role in life. And we say, well, this is myself and this is myself. And then we identify, this is Sebastian, this is Sebastian. And then when the Sebastian is two years old and three years old and 10 years old, is, is not the same. There are some things that are the same, but on that surface level, the baby Sebastian is the brother or the sister having uh, you know, this relationship or the son and like this. And when one grows, one becomes the father or the mother or the uncle or the neighbor or the friend or you know, the doctor, the physician, the professor, you know, the driver in the street, you know, all these values of what we are doing are kind of one aspect of ourself. And that is the surface aspect of the self. The true self is deep within ourself. A wisdom has always been there that says, know thyself, that that is the highest aspect of wisdom and knowledge. Because people have interpreted that if you don't know yourself, you don't know what are your qualities, what are your abilities, you don't know what are your limitations, and so you go about not knowing where to go. But the real meaning of know thyself is to know who you truly are. And what you are 
is the deep being that is within ourselves that is beyond the surface values of the small considerations of role and looks and uh, gender and race and and like that and name these remain there we have a body we have a function it's not that we remove them but at the beginning of the talk discussion today there was a question about enlightenment and this is what it means enlightenment is to know yourself to be everything ultimately that your consciousness is the consciousness of everything is the platform on which all life is emerging it's the being that is very deep within that has no prejudice no colors no shapes no uh, <laughs> specific values that nourish all these different specific values and maintains them it's not that there is a contradiction we should never forget the first year medical student sebastian he's great i'm sure he's helping his family is working hard he's helping people he's learning he's growing and that we don't want to forget but what we know is that the real sebastian is the same sebastian as everybody is the same reality as everybody is and it's the same melissa the same monica the same carla <laughs> the same tony the same everybody and that we know even is not an esoteric kind of out of this world thinking because when you ask yourself what is reality and you say well there is a human body that's an aspect but what is it made of you know science trying to discover what are we made of we're made out of organs organs are made out of tissues tissues are made out of cells cells are made out of molecules molecules are made out of atoms atoms are made out of particles particles are only fluctuations of fields the different fields of gravity and uh, electricity electromagnetism you know weak force strong force and scientists are discovering and have discovered that these fields are one ultimately and that's why we talk about the super string theory and quantum mechanics quantum field theory ultimately going to the unified field of all the laws of nature which says that there is a field an abstract kind of field that becomes the different fields of energy and then their fluctuations lead to particles atoms molecules come together create cells cells come together create tissues so ultimately the reality is the ultimate reality is consciousness is pure being it is that field and so to have that sense of duality a little bit is means growing already on what we call cosmic consciousness where you realize yourself is something deep you you go deep in your unbounded self during meditation and then you come back to the day today living sebastian and you say okay fine but then there is something else that is also me that is beyond those those aspects that is not limited by those values that is unbounded that i experience in transcending in meditation and when this gets established in you you will then really know yourself to be unbounded and infinite while you are able to act and think in the specific values in a very dynamic way now my, this might seem philosophical except it's practical because you have experienced it after 5 months of meditation you have a taste of it and every time you transcend and you go beyond you have that experience so we can't ignore it when 
millions and millions of people. You know, we have almost 10, 12 million now in, in some assessment that have practiced transcendental meditation from all walks of life, all situations, and they transcend, they go beyond. Now you can transcend on some surface level, but transcending already there, you go beyond the surface considerations to the depths of your being. And the great thing is not just the experience, which is ultimately the best and most important thing because we, we live our life through experience. What does it matter if you're a billionaire, but you are in coma? Uh, if you don't have consciousness, what does it matter if you are the greatest surgical genius in cardiovascular disease, but you are under anesthesia? You know, when you're, when you're gone, and I don't wish, of course, this to happen to anybody, but this is an example of the importance of consciousness. We live our lives through consciousness. What's the priorities in life get mixed up sometimes. The highest priority in life is to have higher consciousness, which means more understanding, more ability to help others, more ability to know oneself, to be anchored in oneself, and to be strong and happy. And on an experiential level, in a mechanical, technical level, that's why we call it transcendental meditation, rather than on an intellectual level only. The intellect we have to evoke, because you ask a question, you want to know what's going on with my experience? How do I get to understand what's happening with me. And we have to talk intellect, but ultimately it's the experience and the stabilization of the experience with repeated practice that leads to that value of fulfillment in life on the level of the most important aspect of our life, consciousness. And that's why I've written a book on the ocean of consciousness, which take into consideration all of these values. Wonderful questions. I look forward to reading your book, Dr. Nader. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast. And if you're interested in learning more from Dr. Nader, please follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.